Yeah, they, there was like bits of skin in there and there was one guy who picked out a tooth from the suit. <laughs> um, yeah. So this episode might sound a little different than previous ones. It plays out a little more like a conversation because of who the guest is. We probably watched each other grow up from young adults to for real as grown-ups. So if you sense a bit of familiarity between us, it's not really by accident. Sometimes it's even like looking in a mirror. Her story is just like most. She's trying to figure it out. It just so happens that hopping around on distant lands is part of that how. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. I, I, I guess you never think that your life is really that interesting. Well, I personally don't. Like, there's nothing noteworthy, although... Other people might feel differently, so... Exactly, exactly. Yeah. My life isn't... I don't do anything. I haven't done... It's not that interesting until somebody else listens to it, and they're like, ooh, that sounds fascinating. And then yours is the cheat code, because everybody in America is going to be like, her voice. She's she's British. Uh, She's British, and she has a a really deep voice. A really really deep voice. Um... How many times have you been to the U.S.? Just once or twice? Um, that's a good question, actually. Um, like maybe three times. You've been here three times. You're fucking a citizen. <laughs> Literally. A, how much? A how much? How much? Um, does it cost for a trip like that? Like how much money would you spend? Um. It's been a while. I think um, it's usually around 700 pounds, which is, I don't know, like maybe a, a grand and a half in dollars. Fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred. dollars. Hundred, sorry. Hundred dollars. With a T. Hundred with a T. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred dollars. You came to my sorry-ass country and uh, did fun things i guess right yeah fun fun things that were fun at the time i fun guess at the time. Yeah. fun at the time but you know you, you get you grow up and uh, other things become fun um yeah i guess i don't know the u.s is an interesting place like i personally like it there's, some, there's just a, an energy about it that I like. Um, but there, you guys have some serious problems, like <laughs> <laughs> big, big problems. But it's such a shame. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a weird dichotomy you have there. Like you, It's one of the most innovative places on the planet, right. but so backward at the same time. It's... Um, well, in, in terms of like race relations, and it was it was odd. Like I went to um, Atlanta; it was the first place that I went, and um, I actually felt very at home. 
the first thing I noticed is how many black people there were, um, which was a first for me to see so many black people. Like, I, yeah, it was just, I, I felt more at home than I've ever felt in my entire life, even though I've never been to the place. <laughs> and it's one of the most racist places on earth. But yeah, Whoa. just the US. Okay. And just, like, I guess there's racism here, but it's much more um, subtle. And um, yeah, it's nowhere near as, as overt as it is in America. And, and where exactly are you from? I'm from up north, a place called Sheffield, um, up north, which is, I guess, you know, like how you guys consider the south, the country, or country. Um, it's kind of reversed here. So down south, um, you have like London and it's much more cosmopolitan, I guess. And up north um, is generally uh, poorer, I guess. Like they're ex-industrial um, cities. So in Sheffield, the the industry was steel, I guess. Um, but that isn't the case anymore. My friend arrives in Atlanta doing her first trip to the States. So what is it like? Is this anything like Sheffield? This is new. <laughs> yeah, this is this is new and exciting. Yeah, it was. I'm was, I was trying to quantify how how I actually felt. Yeah, I guess I the only thing I could say is that it, I felt at home, um, which was odd. You don't normally feel at home. What, no. What, what does home feel like to you? I don't know what home feels like, which is the weirdest part. Like, um, and I don't think I've ever, yeah, I've never, never felt at home. Like, um, I think from a very young age, you're, you're very aware that you're different, you know? Um, do you like right now, do you feel like you fit in? Does that matter? Um, I think I think it does matter. I think um, I think everybody should have a place where they where they feel like they can just be and not um, feel like they're being judged in some way. Um, I think that, I don't think that that's uh, exclusive to me though. I think as a as a black person in in the UK or. Or anywhere really. I think you're you're very much aware of of uh, race, and you worry about things that you know other people might not necessarily worry about. So, so you you see color is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it might not necessarily be at the forefront of your mind, but subconsciously, I think you behave differently, possibly, and think differently. Um, but when race isn't a factor, you know, when everybody looks like you, I guess that's uh, one of the reasons why I'd love to go to, um, Africa, you know, mm-hmm. just to be somewhere where, um, race isn't, isn't so much of a factor. 
Oh, not f- not for me personally, anyway. You haven't been there yet. Um, I went to um, Morocco actually, okay. um, which was quite quite cool. Why were you in Morocco? Um, it was my friend's thirtieth birthday actually, um, and it was my twenty ninth. I think she's born a day after me, so we just we decided to to go somewhere for our birthdays. So I'm, I'm going to bring you back to Atlanta. You land in Atlanta. I feel like you're at home because it's so many black folk. What was yes. the, what was one of the more like startling things about people? The thing that really stood out for me is how friendly people were actually um, and helpful. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's the culture in, in that particular area or, um, the fact that we definitely went from there, you know, people instantly hear the accent and, uh, and they knew you weren't from like yeah. New York or anything like that. They knew <laughs> exactly. you were somewhere a little different. Yeah. Well, in, in the South, it's Southern hospitality. So, you know, mm. but I think it was probably a bit of both for you. So yeah, that, that, um, was definitely of note, just how, how helpful people were and, and friendly. I think, Another odd thing is how clean the place was, like, compared to the UK. Like, as soon as you step up, step off the plane, um, in Heathrow, like, it doesn't, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that was, uh, sadly. Um, quite startling. Well, for me personally, I'm not. I'm not sure how my friend felt about that, but it was definitely of note to me. People looked a lot healthier as well, which is interesting to me. Um, but I, I don't know whether culturally we're different in that way. Like huh. British people, I don't know. They but, care about their appearance, but not not so much their health. Uh-huh. So yeah. they're just covering everything with perfume, but just not taking care yeah. of themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that was definitely even though, like, I didn't see anyone with bad skin. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Which was of note. Um, what about, what about uh, nightlife? How was that? Ah, that was, that was a lot of fun, actually. Um, there's a lot more going on. Um but I guess being from Sheffield, you know, there's not a great deal going on here anyway. You know, if you go down to London, there's a, a hell of a lot more going on there. So, yeah, the night. <laughs> the, yeah, that was a culture shock, actually. Um, well, I'm not it? sure. What about it was a culture shock? Well, firstly, like when you order a drink, like they actually pour quite a bit <laughs> into the glass. Everything is measured here. Um, but I don't think, well, certainly none of, none of the drinks that I had were measured. <laughs> um, things, yeah, things are a lot cheaper, I guess. So you got um, fucked up for cheap. <laughs> basically. Um, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure there were strippers in the nightclub as well. There were strippers, but like, 
um, pole dancers, which is definitely um, something that was new to me <laughs> at the time. I've never, never, ever seen that here. I mean, like, I've never, never been to a strip club or seen anything like that. So <laughs> when I walked in the place, like, yeah, I wasn't, wasn't expecting that at all. But uh, yeah, it was a, a, an experience. <laughs> did you, did you tip? Um, I didn't. She was too high up. Mm. Like, I, th- I don't know if they like paid her. Um, but yeah, she was just doing her thing <laughs> on this really high pole. The second trip that was to DC, actually. Um, so down the street from me is yes, yes. like <laughs> literally like round the corner from mm-hmm. you. Um, I could throw a rock and could have hit you, but you know. Yeah, I, pr- I probably should have um, been a better friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, essentially, yes, yes, yes. yeah. Okay. Next time, All next time. All so. Okay. Each time you came, was it for uh, a Pride event? It was, yeah. Um, we actually met up with um, people that we met the previous year in Atlanta um, and decided to spend Pride um, in D.C. with them. Um, which, again, was a very different um, experience. How, how so? Um, people weren't as friendly. <laughs> the food as well. Like, by the end of the trip, I just, I really wanted some broccoli. Like, that's the only thing that I wanted. That's, that's weird. Why didn't you want anything other than broccoli? Was the food bad? There was just nothing green. I don't know if it was the places that we're eating or, um, yeah, it must have been because I know I know there must be broccoli in DC somewhere. We must have been eating in the wrong places. Then it's like so much bacon, and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just yeah, too much meat, too much meat, and pati- potatoes. <laughs> we didn't speak to as many people. Um, I don't think we met anyone actually, although we did go to quite a few events. Um, yeah, and pretentious yeah. is probably the word. <laughs> and I'm sure there were less black folk. Um, the places I went, it was pretty. Um, there were quite a few black people there. It was mainly black, actually, hmm. black events. Um, or maybe it was just the areas that we went to. I'm not sure. We weren't there for very long. Um, on that same trip, we went to Ocean City as well, which is very nice, but it's not a real place. <laughs> as I disclosed. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's only a real place during the summer months. And exactly that. Other than that, it's just not. Um, it was around May, actually, um, and it was much warmer than I thought it was going to be. We had a lot of fun. Do you, <laughs> you still keep in contact with anybody you met when you came through? Um, yes, actually. Um, we stayed in this, 
Well, it was actually a, a friend of a friend's apartment. So the the person that we met in Atlanta, it was her friend who we stayed with, and she was she was very hospitable actually. We did a few cultural things as well. Like I think we went to a museum, maybe. We ate mambo wings. Ah, uh, I was gonna ask that. I was gonna ask. <laughs> so you had uh, chicken wings with mambo sauce. Exactly that. Um, what'd, it was delightful. It was delightful. It was, okay. It was delightful. Um, I'm, I'm almost certain that no one has ever called chicken wings with mambo sauce delightful. <laughs> this is the first time for everything. Yes. Um, we had a, a jumbo slice as well. So, that so was good. You were out late and. Um, that's the perfect uh, drunk food, the jumbo Yeah. Sauce. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I was like drunk food, hangover food. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ate Ben's chili bowl Jennifer, as well. You've done everything. You have, <laughs> you've done everything. Good. Um, that's reassuring. I was starting to think that we hadn't actually done anything. And, and the only thing I was missing was that you didn't go to a go-go. If you'd have done that, then you'd have been oh. strictly DC all day. DC. Yep. Yeah. I kind of wish we would have actually, because um, you can't really go to DC and not do that. So. Well, you did. So you and your mm. friends did. So let's back it up a bit. We've heard some tales of her U.S. trips, but I needed to know more about her first international trip. How old was she and where'd she go? I was 19 at the time, actually. Um, And my grandmother wanted to take me to Jamaica to go meet my family. Um, And that was was definitely an eye opener. Um, I I remember that, by the way. Yeah. I'm sure you do. What do you remember about it? I remember that part. Your grandmother said you. My grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, wasn't, I don't think I was very happy about yeah, it at the time. No. <laughs> um, as yeah, most 19-year-olds wouldn't be. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a, an eye-opening experience. Um, I mean, Jamaica is a, a very beautiful country. Um, but I think when you see like the real Jamaica, it's a, it's a little bit different to how you think it's going to be. Um, I mean, when I, when I went there, I, I think I, in, uh, initially I went to Kingston, which was okay. And then we went out to, um, this place called Manchester, which is country. <laughs> Basically, um, there's a lot of red dirt and livestock and people just in like little, you can't even call them villages, like they're so small. Um, but yeah, like the place where I was staying didn't actually have a working toilet. There was no, um, sanitation or anything. Like I had to go to someone else's house to use the bathroom which was yeah definitely a culture shock (laughs) yeah the food was kind of crazy as well like the food was was really good um but there were certain things that i never would have thought would have been edible to be honest like what Um, (laughs) 
Um, there's one thing that we had. Um, I forget what it was called, actually, but it, it was basically a goat's head in soup. Um, so it was all like, of it. It wasn't, huh? called like, it wasn't called like goat head soup. It wasn't called, I think it was called like Manish Water or something. I can't remember. I should know, but because I'll probably never eat it again. I don't really retain that information. Um, yeah, they, there was like bits of skin in there and there was one guy who picked out a tooth from the suit. <laughs> um, yeah, it was intense. I think I did want to want to see more, but probably not in that context. Because um, it was when I think about it, like the places that I've been and the experiences that, that I've had, that that was quite challenging. And to say it, it was the first time that I'd kind of been out of the country, um, and. Um, you know, experience a different culture. It, it was pretty, pretty challenging, really. Um, probably up there with India, to be honest, just in terms of the intensity. Um, just, yeah, culture shock. I think I, I, think I actually got ill. Like, the f- when I stepped off the plane, within a few hours, like, I was serious, seriously ill. But I hadn't eaten anything. I think I was just... Like literally in shock. So, you talking uh, Jamaica or India? In Jamaica, sorry. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was it was pretty challenging. Um, it was I think it was hurricane season as well, so it actually rained <laughs> quite a significant amount of time. That particular trip didn't give me the travel bug as such, but. Um, it definitely opened my eyes. I think when I actually came to the US, that was when things um, fell into place for me. Really. The, when I when I came to the US for the first time, when I went to Atlanta, um, I actually remember feeling alive, which, yeah, like I felt very much alive, which was enlightening to me. And I think that's still the case now, like... I feel the most alive when I'm traveling and experiencing new things. Each place you go there is always different and you go there for different reasons, I guess. So tell me, tell me something that you really enjoyed about a few of your different destinations. Um, I think in Atlanta, um, I enjoyed um, meeting people and just feeling relaxed and comfortable in my own skin for the first time in my life. Um, that was that was memorable for me. India, I don't know. It's it's extreme. Like you, you, there's some some parts of it that are so beautiful. Like. Really, really beautiful, picturesque places. Um, but there's a lot of ugliness there too. Um, it's, it's very intense. Um, 
But yeah, there's a lot of interesting people in India as well. Spain's just pretty. Like Barcelona is, yeah, very nice city. Um, Morocco, pretty picturesque as well. I didn't really get to meet many people, but um, I met a camel. <laughs> you met a camel? I met a camel. I met a camel once at a state fair, and he would sit his head over your shoulder for selfies. Yeah, it wasn't like a trick. He was just curious as to what was going on, so he would stick his head in really easy. <laughs> so we have that in common. We both met a camel. Yes, we do. We have much more in common as well. But that's just one more thing. That's just the, the baseline of our friendship. We both met a camel. <laughs> is, is there anything you, you, you set out to do? Like, all right, I'm going to India. I'm going to see the Taj Mahal. Is that in India? I'm an ignorant American. Yeah. I don't know. No, the, the Taj Mahal is in India. Okay. Um, cool. Score one for me. <laughs> now, the, the, the purpose of going to India, well, uh, a friend of mine, she wanted to go somewhere for her 30th birthday, and I also wanted to do the same, so we kind of planned this trip together. Um, but it was supposed to be kind of you know, that really cliched thing where you, you go somewhere else to find yourself. And, you know, we decided that we were going to go to this yoga festival, do yoga and all this spiritual stuff. And I guess, well, for me, um, I definitely learned a hell of a lot about myself um and it had nothing to do with being at a yoga festival um it was kind of everything else that happened outside of uh you know any yoga classes or meditation or any of that stuff just yeah being there and, and navigating the country and you know facing certain challenges um was definitely yeah gave gave me an insight into into who i was and where i was at at that point so in essence i i did get um what i asked for but just not in the way that i expected to wait a minute along with finding yourself you mean to tell me and the listeners that you traveled over four thousand miles just to stretch and breathe deeply with a bunch of strangers. So did you even make it to the yoga festival? Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, um, that was a, an audio. Because um, we actually booked a, a train to take us to um, this place called Rishikesh, um, which is in northern India, just, just by the Himalayas. Um, so as soon as the plan was, we get off the plane, we get um, on a train, and it will take us to Rishikesh. I think I think the the journey was maybe six, supposed to be six hours. Um, so that's the way it should have gone. So we get off the plane, um, and we go to the train station, and look like. 
tourists, basically, which is the first mistake. <laughs> um, and then this very friendly, helpful guy asks us where we're going, and tells us that our train has been cancelled. Um, now, by this time, we're just completely overwhelmed because we haven't. But we just got off a flight, which was far too long. <laughs> so yeah, this guy, this helpful guy, tells us that our train's been cancelled. Um, he says that we can go to the tourist office to um, find an alternative mode of transport. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we go to this tourist office and they say we can take a, a cab for a ridiculous amount of money, basically. Um, so you kind of cotton under the fact that something was amiss <laughs> and left. Um, but they, but the mistake that we made is that we we went to another tourist office, which they directed us to, um, and ended up getting this cab that was like something like half the price of, of what they quoted at, at the other office. But by this time, we were just so tired and exhausted by the whole situation. So we get in this, this cab and it's like something crazy, like a nine hour drive <laughs> from um, Delhi to Rishikesh. But yeah, that was, that was definitely an experience. Um, Indian roads <laughs> are crazy. Um, so yeah, we get we get to Rishikesh after nine hours in the car, and um, we pay the guy. And we're like, thank you, give him a tip and everything. Um, and the place that we're staying um, has a bunch of other people that are going to the same place that we are, the yoga festival. So we get talking, talking about our journey up and stuff, and. Um, it turns out that the train hadn't been cancelled. <laughs> mm, yeah, um, and the the people that we were speaking to, they actually came on that train. Um, so yeah, like yeah, that was Scam. devastating. Scam. Yeah, scam. Yeah, like within an hour probably of getting off the train. They looked at you and said, "Oh, we got one." <laughs> I think I think we figured it out within like maybe two and a half minutes of getting in the cab because the guy <laughs> the guy um, who was driving he asked us if we wanted aircon and that was going to cost more money <laughs> for, for the, the aircon air <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like do you want aircon and um, we're like, yeah, sure, put, put the aircon on. He's like, oh, that's going to be something like 200 rupees or whatever. And we're like, ah, right, okay. Yeah, we'll not, we, we'll, we won't bother with the aircon. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think at that point we kind of figured. We met this guy. Um, we were in this place called Pushkar, which is a very um, beautiful place. Um, but yeah, we went to this uh, rooftop restaurant. Um, bear in mind that alcohol is is illegal there; like it's completely banned. This particular restaurant was selling alcohol, and the guy that was running it kind of 
took a bit of a a liking to us. He was a yeah, it just it, it got a bit strange. Like he was asking us um, if we wanted to go for a, a day trip to Jaipur and all this stuff, asking us strange questions like um, if we know any other languages and can we communicate in other languages and stuff, and then making jokes about kidnapping us. Exactly <laughs> like, serious. Exactly, yeah, exactly. He was deadly serious, like. I, I was kind of, you know, you kind of just laugh along and whatnot. But I'm thinking, nah, this guy's like deadly serious. He's he's thinking of pulling something crazy. So, yeah, we managed to extricate ourselves <laughs> from that situation. Did, did you have some alcohol? I did have some alcohol, um, which is probably a mistake. Yes. Go to, <laughs> go to other countries and break their laws. Yeah. <laughs> always a mistake. Yes, always a mistake. So, uh, what is, are there any uh, plans to go anywhere in the, in the future? Um, there are, but I haven't managed to formulate a plan yet. So there's no plan. There's an idea. Where, yeah. Where, where do you want to go next? Um, possibly like um, Southeast Asia, but for more, for more of an extended period of time. I think we were in India for like three weeks, but I'm thinking more like three months or longer, if possible. Um, how does one do that? How does one do that? <laughs> That's that's the the thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're like uprooting your life. For exactly. Months. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that um, doing that will kind of give me some time and space to actually think about what it is that I want to do with the with the rest of my life. Um. So yeah, I'm hoping that maybe I'll be able to get it together while I'm out there. And then what's what's in the Southeast Asia? Um the sun. <laughs> <laughs> the sun is there. The sun isn't here really. <laughs> so that's a yeah, that's definitely a, a plus. Um yeah, I think just a completely different culture to be honest. It's uh different. I did want to travel around Europe for a while, but um, yeah, I just I feel like a change is necessary, a drastic change. So um, again, ignorant American. So with <laughs> uh, traveling around Europe, are things different? than they used to be, say, you know, four months ago? Oh, that is um, a very good question, actually. I think so, yeah. I think, particularly in France, actually, there's some interesting things going on there. I don't know if you've uh, been watching the news or whatever, but they've... Yeah, they've, they've, know. they've got some problems with dark skin in France. Yes, big time. Which, uh, you know, I, th- I think is a, a, a knee-jerk reaction to the recent events, um, but dictating what people wear on beaches is uh, trouble to me. 
um, or dictating what anybody wears, as long as everybody's decent, um, there shouldn't really be an issue. So, yeah, that's that's strange to me. I'm not sure what, what the climate is in terms of, like, I mean, obviously the Brexit thing happened. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's any resentment <laughs> towards British people. If anything, we probably think we're just stupid. <laughs> it was a stupid decision, though, no? Oh gosh. So yeah, we're just. I think we're just a bit of a laughing stock, to be honest. I took a trip to Amsterdam with an ex who obviously wasn't an ex at the time. Um, Did you bar women out of the way? <laughs> no, there was nothing. They had nothing for me. Mm. <laughs> I wanted it. Um, but they were there. Um, and it was, I don't know. It was, I mean, I'm not, I'm not against um, people selling those kind of services. If they want to, you know, it's completely up to them. Um, but there was something about it that didn't um, feel right to me. Um, and I think it wasn't because of what they were doing. It was it was how how they were treated. Um, you know, there would be guys walking past. It was being really disrespectful, actually. Um, and it just it kind of made me sad. You felt. Uh, sad for the ladies of the night. Like, yeah, I guess she doesn't deserve that. Yeah, I guess I'm not. You, you know, know I don't. You know what she would say to you? If you don't shut the fuck up and <laughs> get out of my way, you are ruining business right now. <laughs> yeah. See, maybe she enjoys it. You know, but I think at the time, she probably not enjoys. She just knows what she has to do. She, to keep yeah, her. she understands what's happening, but. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably me being naive at the time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I did, it didn't sit right with me. Um, but that kind of treatment wouldn't sit right with me in any context, to be honest. So that was an eye-opener as well. I don't know. I kind of just got the feeling that, that like the locals, they were just over over it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care about any of that like, She's been to places I've never thought of and touched continents I'll probably never go. So to me, she knows a little something about a little something when it comes to traveling the globe. However, this isn't about me. This is about her. So here's her last bit of advice for her younger self. Pre-travel days. Do your research. Like, yeah, do your research and be open to to experiences, you know, be, you know, be, be smart about it, but yeah, just be more open to things. Cause I think previous to that, I, I wasn't really an open person in that respect. Just, just be more open, be smart, but be open. <laughs> be open. Be open to taking a chance, perhaps. This has been episode five of the By Chance podcast. And I gotta say, I'm having a blast doing this show. Please rate and comment via iTunes, not only because it matters, but I also look forward to hearing your feedback. One last thing. Remember, in life, the only safe thing you can take is a chance. See you all next week.